MSW Media. Thanks to our new sponsor, Factor. Factor delivers fresh, never frozen meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes. Head to factor75.com slash dailybeans60 and use code dailybeans60 to get 60% off your first box. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, January 6, 2023. Today, Kevin McCarthy is still losing and there aren't enough votes yet to adjourn. Trump resumes his attacks on Ruby Freeman. The Department of Justice has asked for a 30-day extension to weigh in on whether Trump is immune from January 6th civil lawsuits. Jack Smith is set to make critical charging decisions probably in a matter of weeks. The South Carolina Supreme Court has struck down the state's abortion ban. Hackers leak email addresses tied to 235 million Twitter accounts. And a GOP operative has been convicted of funneling Russian money to the Trump campaign. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. The losing continues. Oh, my God. Is it 11? <laughs> what are we at? Did he get a punch card, a free Jamba Juice? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, he just lost the 11th ballot. Oh, Although there's Lord. some sort of deal in the making, but it's not enough to get him to 218 votes. I know a lot of people want to leave the chamber. We'll see if they even have enough votes to adjourn. They may have had, you know, found enough votes to at least adjourn the session until Monday so people can go home for the weekend. We don't know. It's all up in the air. We will find out. And this is after McCarthy made a bunch of concessions this morning. He offered to lower the number from five to one, the number of members required to sponsor a resolution to oust the speaker. Like one Republican member can say you're fired and he's fired. He also has a showing a willingness to place more members of the staunchly conservative House Freedom Caucus on the House Rules Committee. And he relented on allowing floor votes to institute term limits on members and to enact specific border policy legislation. And there's, you know, just some quick news bites here. A 30-day extension has been asked for, uh, you know, all parties are in agreement because the Justice Department wants to file an amicus brief to say whether or not Trump has total immunity from January 6th civil suits. And this is in the suit, like, you know, how the Blasen game and some of the police officers have sued, Capitol Police officers have sued Donald Trump. Yeah. There's a brand new lawsuit out just now today uh, where the widow of Brian Sicknick wants to sue for wrongful death. There's also the Eric Swalwell suit. Benny Thompson had a suit, but he he dropped it when he became chair of the January 6th committee. And the Department of Justice says, we want to weigh in. We want to file a brief. And they had until January 17th. They're asking, unopposed by, you know, the other people involved in the lawsuit, to extend that to February 17th. So we'll see if that's granted It is interesting, though, given the fact that Jack Smith, according to Bloomberg and Zoe Tillman, is set to make some charging decisions here in the coming, possibly in the coming weeks. And that could play a role in whether or not these lawsuits kind of are stayed or go forward. I don't know if that's one of the reasons they asked for a 30-day extension to file their amicus brief. I don't know if that's connected at all. But um, that is another story that... uh, Andrew McCabe and I are going to cover in depth with the reporter, Zoe Tillman, on this Sunday's episode of Jack. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. So fantastic. That's what's going on. We have a lot of other news to get to, though, Dana. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. 
All right, this is from Steve Bennon, who does the Matto blog at MSNBC. Around midnight last night, for reasons that aren't yet clear, Donald Trump used his social media platform, Truth Social, which is under criminal investigation, to launch a new offensive against an old perceived foe. It started with this unfortunate missive. Quote, wow, has anyone seen the Ruby Freeman contradictions of her sworn testimony? Now this is big stuff. Look what was captured by Cobb County police body cameras on January 4th, 2021. Now it gets really bad. Unquote. Soon after the former president published another item accusing Freeman of election crimes, followed by a third missive in which the Republican asked, what will the great state of Georgia do with the Ruby Freeman mess? Trump concluded that he's battling the evils and treachery of the radical left monsters who want to see America die. Both items referred to suitcases filled with ballots that Trump believes Freeman opened, all as part of a crime that was committed only in his imagination. In case anyone needs a refresher, it wasn't long after the 2020 election when a nightmare began for a clerical worker in a county election office in Georgia and her mother, that's Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman. Trump and some of his rabid followers decided Shea Moss and her mother Freeman, who had taken a temp job helping count ballots, were directly and personally responsible for including fake ballots in Georgia's election tally. In fact, unhinged Republicans claimed to have proof in the form of video in which Moss and Freeman could be seen doing their jobs. What conspiracy theorists said were suitcases of bogus ballots were really just standard boxes used locally to transport actual ballots. The video, which showed nothing nefarious or untoward, nevertheless made the rounds in conservative media and far-right circles, with Republicans insisting that the images showed election fraud, reality be damned. Trump even put it on screen during one of his post-defeat political rallies. In fact, the former president went after the two women by name repeatedly, which in turn led Republican activists to threaten the women's lives and show up at their homes. Freeman, a retiree who started a small boutique business selling fashion accessories, was forced to flee her home, close her business, and move to an undisclosed location on the advice of the FBI for her own safety. However, Dana, this is kind of like when Trump repeated his defamation of E. Jean Carroll after he left office. Right. He's no longer president. He can't claim he was saying this shit as part of his job. And I hope Ruby Freeman sues him into oblivion. I was thinking the same thing as you were telling the story. All right. The South Carolina Supreme Court on Thursday struck down a ban on abortion after cardiac activity is detected, typically around six weeks, ruling the restriction enacted by the Deep South state violates a state constitutional right to privacy. The three to two decision, three to two, comes nearly two years after Republican Governor Henry McMaster signed the restriction into law. Well, the ban, which included exceptions for pregnancies by rape or incest or pregnancies that endanger the patient's life, they drew lawsuits almost immediately. Now, Justice Kay Hearn wrote for the majority that the state unquestionably has the authority to limit the right of privacy that protects a woman from state interference with her decision. She added, any limitation must afford a woman sufficient time to determine she is pregnant and take reasonable steps to terminate that pregnancy. Six weeks is quite simply not a reasonable period of time for those two things to occur. And again, that was from Hearn. Currently, South Carolina bars most abortions at the gestational age of 20 weeks. Varying orders have given both the law's supporters and opponents cause for celebration, well, and dismay. Those seeking abortions in the state have seen the legal window expand to the previous limit of 20 weeks before returning the latest restrictions and back again. Federal courts had previously suspended the law, but the U.S. Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade allowed the restrictions to take place for just a brief period. 
The state Supreme Court temporarily blocked it this past August as the justices considered a new challenge. The high court's momentous decision in Dobbs v. Jackson, women's health organization, it set off a flurry of activity at the state level. Republican-dominated states advanced new restrictions while abortion rights advocates sought additional safeguards. With federal abortion protections gone, Planned Parenthood South Atlantic, well, they sued in July under South Carolina's Constitution's right to privacy. Hmm. So that has been overturned. So that is good. Good news. Also, uh, a Republican political strategist was convicted of illegally helping a Russian businessman contribute to Trump's presidential campaign in 2016. You don't say. We talked about this a little bit. Uh, Jesse Benton, 44, who was pardoned by Trump in 2020 for different campaign finance crimes, months before he was indicted again on six counts relating to facilitating an illegal foreign campaign donation. He was found guilty Thursday on all six counts. That was in November. Elections, quote, reflect the values and the priorities and the beliefs of American citizens. This is U.S. Attorney Michelle Parikh. She's an assistant U.S. attorney. And she said that in her closing arguments. Jesse Benton, by his actions, did damage to those principles. The evidence at trial showed Benton bought a $25,000 ticket to a September 2016 RNC event on behalf of Roman Vasilenko, a Russian naval officer turned multi-level marketer. (laughs) Vasilenko is under investigation in Russia for allegedly running a pyramid scheme, according to Commerçant newspaper. He could not be reached for comment. The donation got Vasilenko a picture with Trump and entrance to a business roundtable with the future president. Witnesses from the RNC and the firm hired to organize the event said they weren't told Vasilenko was a Russian citizen. Mm-hmm. Benton said in an email to his RNC contact, Vasilenko was a friend who spends most of his time in the Caribbean. He describes Vasilenko's interpreter as a body gal. In fact, according to the testimony, Benton and Vasilenko had never met. Benton argued that he followed the advice of his previous counsel, that's never a good argument, (laughs) David Warrington, who has also represented Trump. Warrington testified that Benton contacted him at the time to ask if he could give a ticket to a political fundraiser for a a Russian citizen. Warrington said he told Benton there's no prohibition on a Russian citizen receiving a ticket to an event, and you can give your ticket that you purchased to a fundraiser to anybody. Prosecutor said Benton failed to tell Warrington that he was getting reimbursed by the Russian citizen for that donation. (laughs) Benton asked for the advice to cover his tracks. That's according to the assistant U.S. attorney. Benton also claimed he earned $100,000 acting as a tour guide in Washington for Vasilenko, whose interest was not politics, but self-promotion. Now, a guy named Weed, who died at 75 last December after he was indicted with Benton, had previously discussed with Vasilenko the possibility of a photograph with Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama, or Steven Seagal before suggesting Donald Trump. All, uh, two out of three, very interesting, uh, (laughs) one very interesting option uh, out of those three. Okay, and last story in this segment, records of 235 million Twitter accounts and the email addresses used to register them have been posted to an online hacking forum setting the stage for anonymous handles to be linked to real-world identities that poses threats of exposure, arrest, or violence against people who use Twitter to criticize governments or powerful individuals. And it could open up others to extortion. Security experts have said that. Hackers could also use the email addresses to attempt to reset passwords and take control of accounts, especially those not protected by two-factor authentication. 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 I've been drinking for this year's episode. (laughs) And by this year, I mean today's. (laughs) All right. As we continue. We're only doing one episode a year. That's it. it. Oh, my goodness. And this is a quote. This database is going to be used by hackers, political hacktivists, 
And if that was a real word, by the way, that wasn't me. <laughs> Activists. <laughs> and of course, governments to harm our privacy even further. And that was from Elon Gal, the co-founder of the Israeli security company Hudson Rock, who spotted the posting on a popular underground marketplace. Well, the records were probably compiled in late 2021 using a flaw in Twitter system that allowed outsiders who already had an email address or phone number to find any account that had shared that information with Twitter. Those lookups could be automated to check an unlimited list of emails or phone numbers. Twitter said in August that it had learned of the vulnerability in January of 2022 through its reward program for bug reports and that the vulnerability had been accidentally introduced in a code update seven months before that. Hmm. In July, hackers were spotted selling a set of 5.4 million Twitter account handles and associated emails and phone numbers, which Twitter said was the first it learned that someone had taken advantage of the flaw. Now, the much larger data dump was almost certainly compiled in the same way and has been offered for private sale and circulated for a while before the recent publication. Twitter did not respond to an email seeking comment and asking if the company had any advice for users. Shocking. (laughs) Musk didn't have any advice. Now, those users at least, at the least risk provided, throwaway email addresses or ones not tied to them elsewhere. But even they could be subject to account takeover attempts phishing, or emailed threats. While 235 million published records ranks among the largest breaches anywhere, it's only the latest in a stretch of security disasters at Twitter and dating back to more than a decade. So over the last 10 years, frequent account takeovers led to a 2011 settlement with the FTC that Zatco said the company had been violating. Now, while Elon Musk previously used Zatco's testimony about poor security practices and a failed attempt to get out of buying the company, he has since laid off many of its security staffers. Of course he has. Yeah, $235 million out there for sale. My goodness. Interesting. Thank you for that story, uh, everybody. We'll be right back with the good news. I'll kick us off before we go to the break uh, with some good news about Damar Hamlin. He woke up. Yes. He's speaking through writing. He asked in writing, "Did we? <laughs> who won the game? And the doctor said, you, you won the game. You won the game of life. And he seems to be neurologically fine. Doctor saying he has made a fairly remarkable improvement. So that is all very good news. It really is. Yeah. I mean, just truly amazing. And for, for the rest of good news, we'll do that right when we uh, get back from this quick break. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Everybody, it's AG. You've got goals. And Factor is here to help you achieve all of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store, skip the prep, skip the chopping, cleaning up, dishes. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Factor is a delicious on-the-go solution, and they have a deal for you right now. Head to factor75.com slash dailybeans60 and use code dailybeans60 to get 60% off your first box. They're registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals that I feel good about eating daily, and they're delicious. I had their creamed corn chicken with roasted white cheddar potatoes for dinner last night. It was so delicious and satisfying. There's no easier way to eat well than with Factor. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes. Clean up as a snap. And eating vegan or veggie is easy because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Your Factor meal will have all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. You can also add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week for for some variety. 
Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Head to factor75.com slash dailybeans60 and use code dailybeans60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code dailybeans60 at factor75.com slash dailybeans60 to get 60% off your first box. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to give a shout out to somebody you love, a shout out to a small business in your area. If you want to uh, send us photos of your kids, your your pets, pet pics dressed up in costumes or not, just in their little fur suits, please, whatever you want to send to us, do it at dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. Dana, our first submission is from anonymous pronoun she and her. Hi, AGDG and all the good folks on the crew. Belated holiday photos attached for a good chuckle. Please enjoy my kids and sleepy Santa. And then, of course, how the photos actually went with my husband and I. Uh, I have a shit kid say moment over the holiday. The toddler said, that's aqua sprinkles, as he pointed to snowflakes. <laughs> as all parents do, I said, that's correct, and didn't even tell him the real name. I live for these moments. Have a lovely week, y'all. I love that. Oh, look at sleepy Santa. Oh, my mm. gosh. Oh, look at the baby. Oh, these are such cute kids. It really is. What a gorgeous family. I know. I love that chair, too. Me, too. All right. This is also from Anonymous, pronouns she and her. Yeah. My sweet four-year-old Havapu named Bella likely needs l- luxating patella surgery. Oh. Now, the good news is we have pet insurance. I tell everyone I know to get pet insurance. It's affordable and a lifesaver for large, unexpected pet bills. Ours is through the ASPCA, but there are many other companies that provide pet insurance. Here is Bella. The picture of her wearing a pink bow is what I imagine her profile pic would be in a doggy dating app. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pink belly look. The pink belly. I know in the blip. So oh, many the little pretty eyes. She's sweet. Oh, that last picture is hilarious. Huh? I know. Huh? <laughs> so cute. Thank you for sending that in, Anonymous. Next up from Melissa, pronouns she and her. Thank you so much for the podcast. Even though I am now a patron, I still listen in the morning during my morning walk. You guys are my voice of sanity. I'm a public school employee, and I've had a really rough school year so far. I had planned on spending my winter break doing all the things, but instead, I crocheted this Cthulhu corn. Cthulhu corn. Okay, this is so amazing. <laughs> Melissa, this is so great. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, and thanks for your service, being a public school employee. Absolutely. All right. This is from Swaim. No pronouns given on this. I have been following the Daily Beans for the last several months. Thank you for your hard work. I want to share our experience with our son's addiction to heroin. Okay. Four years ago, he nearly died from bacterial endocarditis, from dirty needles infecting the valves on his heart. He continued to use after being discharged from the hospital. He's been in and out of rehab and recovery programs for years, and it's cost our family a fortune. It nearly destroyed our marriage and tore our whole family apart. With the help of some excellent professionals who specialized in addiction, our family came together as one and stopped enabling our son. We continued to try to support him with getting him into programs. Finally, by the grace of God, he decided to stop using. He is now over three years sober, happily married, has given us a grandson. Man, I don't. This one's getting me. He now works in recovery, helping others in their sobriety. 
<sighs> this is to encourage anyone going through this to continue to love the one going through this from their side of the fence and to stop enabling the destructive behavior. Please get group family counseling because everyone needs to be on the same page. We know not everyone has such a happy outcome as we have. Admittedly, I was prepared for the worst many times. In our case, we were granted grace and mercy. So I'm, I'm so glad and I'm so proud of him. I I don't know what it's like um, to live with addiction and to be it, but I do know these stories and I'm so proud of him for one, stopping on his own and that you did not lose your child. I'm so grateful. So proud of your family for setting those hard, hard boundaries. Absolutely. Um, it's got to be so difficult. I can't imagine. Um, and congratulations. Indeed. Uh, on, on your grandbaby. So thank you for that submission. That's an incredible story. Next up from Franz Gran. Good morning from Arizona. We listen to the beans in the yard every day. These chickens know the theme song well. Oh, look at these babies. They're look so cute. These. Oh, they're also colorful. Bark, 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 bark. I, I want to hear them sing the Daily Beans and Chicken. <laughs> you did it. You actually did it. <laughs> so for the listeners, our producer texted both of us and was like, is this above or below you to actually sing the Daily Beans and in, in Chicken? And I text back immediately and said, Allison would be happy to. <laughs> and then it's she always did it. It's always kind of been a dream of mine to put together like a serious, amazing choir. Like I was in choir and regional and ensemble, solo and ensemble all throughout high school and uh, and junior high. And, and I always wanted to put together a choir of, of very talented, you know, choir people, but do all the songs in, in chicken. And um, I think the Carol of the Bells would just be so fantastic. I think it would be fantastic. <laughs> In chicken. So, of course, I was happy to sing the Beans theme in, in, in chickens. Oh, my goodness. I love chickens. I am, I've, I'm known as the chicken whisperer. Um, wow, I'm known county as the dog whisperer, but that is impressive. I will go to the county fair and I will go to the chicken tent and I will find one chicken who's interested in me and I'll start talking to her. And then eventually she'll... <laughs> she'll she'll go and then uh, like a wave the chickens just all start gawking and and i have disappeared i'm a phantom i'm I'm out out. hey gee this is i just i never thought this story was going to be told and now i'm so happy i have this information (laughs) i love chickens oh my god you're adorable so thank you for that. And uh, thank you for all of, of your submissions to the good news. Uh, if you have anything you want to send in to us, anything at all, you can do so by going to dailybeans.com and clicking on contact. Dana, it is almost the weekend. I'll be doing a bonus weekly wrap-up episode for patrons this weekend. Uh, so patrons can look for that. If you want to become a patron, if you sign up at patreon.com slash wrote. You get to become a patron of the beans. You get the beans early. You get it ad-free. And if you sign up at the $5 level, you get Jack as well, the Jack podcast. And we've got a lot of really great breaking news on Jack this week with me and Andy McCabe. So that is how you do it. You go to patreon.com slash Muller, she wrote. Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here for the weekend, my friend? How am I supposed to beat the chicken story? No, I don't have any final thoughts. (laughs) I'm supposed to beat the chicken story. You tell funny stories for a living. (laughs) Yeah, but not in chicken. (laughs) should we should we sign off in chicken i mean you should i don't know if i can do that
Do you think, I don't know. It would, it, I've never done that before. We're going to practice it. All right. Well, for another episode. I'll tell you what, we'll, I'll give it a shot. We'll be back in your ears Monday. Dana, you're going to be here on Sun Sunday with, with us to record? Uh, I will. Yes. Awesome. All right. So we'll be back in your ears Monday. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. <laughs> take care of your mental health. <laughs> Vote blue over Q. And, 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 and with, with you. <laughs> I've been AG. And I've been DG. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media.